everybody, welcome to BAMFCAST Extra, episode 34. Wow. And it's the third, fourth week, third or fourth week of BAMFCAP. We've been here so long, uh, <laughs> all the days are starting yeah, to blend know. together. Sure. Uh, you know, that we've all got heat rashes and malaria, so. <laughs> just, just like camp. That's what happens at camp. So yeah, uh, if you're not aware and you're coming in late, which seems silly, but we're doing camp movies, summer camp movies, people at camps, things happen mm-hmm. so anyway i'm chuck and i'm harlow and we've got two more movies for you this week both of them coincidentally start with the letter p wow i know it's weird and means nothing but we <laughs> we have 1985's tv movie epic poison ivy right and then 1978's piranha <laughs> <laughs> yes please say it as stupid as possible from from now on <laughs> yeah we're bringing piranha back um, but so we, we normally start like a uh, chronological order, but mm-hmm. we're going to flip it up this year and or this year, this week <laughs> <laughs> from now on, we're going to, uh, we're going to do poison Ivy first we because, are. uh, it's a TV movie. It is a TV movie. And so it's kind of a nothing movie. It, so. It's very much a nothing movie. It, it stars Michael J. Fox and Nancy McKeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this that's was right. a big, like, Hey, Alex P. Keaton and Joe from facts of life. That's together. right. It was, Hey, Hey, kids, you love these two shows. Now, what if those two people went to camp and played different people? Uh, So I'd seen this as a kid, but I always got it confused with this other movie that Michael J. Fox and Nancy McKeon did. That was a TV movie called High School USA. Mm -hmm. High School USA is pretty good. Poison Ivy is not. Poison Ivy is just seems like someone shit out a script and they were like, dude, let's go. We got it. We got two hours to fill. (laughs) Let's make a thing because, wow, there's there's just there's not jokes there's not amusing situations it's just all very matter of fact yeah pretty much it's there are kind of hijinks but they don't really appeal to anybody of any age really i i i struggled to identify what the appeal of this movie is yeah i mean on the surface the basic plot is Michael J. Fox is kind of a womanizer, like going from lady to lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just, you know, doing your typical 80s. Like, I guess it's cool to totally lie. As long, you know, mm-hmm. you can lie to get with a lady. That's, Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but then he meets Joe and is like, hey, I think I might actually really like you. And You're she, a special lady. And she's like, nah, not I, even remotely interested. I'm engaged. I got a career. Yeah. And I'm focused on that. So, no, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm engaged to an invisible doctor. I don't think we ever see him throughout the entire No, movie. we do. Oh, does he? Show? Yeah. It's pretty much it's pretty much the same situation as Fired Up. He's just a douchebag doctor guy, um, but way less comical and oh, okay. doesn't love Chumbawamba because I, they're not a thing yet. <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> Maybe he went later went on to form Chumbawamba. Maybe. Inspire future doctors. That's, yes. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, rounding out the cast, you've got Adam Baldwin plays like the straight-laced uh, camp guy like he's a by the book like the guy that's going to become the camp director yeah. but or thinks he's going to become the camp director yeah. um just by you know plays by the rules and blah 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 you mm-hmm. got robert klein is the actual camp director guy he is and his accent is different almost in every scene <laughs> it's strange yeah. um oh, but then he's got a wife that all right uh-huh. if there's something to be said about this movie is that it's kind of funny how much they skirt around certain issues for a TV movie. Yeah. Um, because, like, his wife is basically like, you can't get it up anymore, so I'm going to flirt with everybody in the camp. Mm-hmm. That's more or less what's happening in this, you know, made-for-TV yeah. movie. But, uh, yeah. Um, 
She would like to bone Adam Baldwin. Yeah. Adam Baldwin is kind of indifferent to that because it's a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Eh. But, I mean, so, like, the the most major thing that keeps happening is that there's a troubled kid who just wants no part of this shit and is trying to escape at any opportunity. Mm-hmm. The kid is the same kid from Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is really bizarre to see the kid look exactly the same as he did when he was, like, two in that movie but be an almost teenager at this point. Right. It's strange. And it <laughs> took me back a second. I'm like, oh, wait, that's that kid. Oh, wait, he's talking. Oh, this is weird. Because um, he's very much a Georgia kid. Um, but, I mean... Yeah, the, the other... Um, it, it, you know, If you're like me, the other noticeable kid where you might go, hey, that's so-and-so, mm-hmm. is there's one kid who fancies himself a writer slash poet, yeah. all this stuff, and he's Badger from uh, mm-hmm. Better Off Dead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And Badger has the hots for Joe and secretly writing her letters as well, which she keeps thinking are from Michael J. Fox and blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know. It's one of those movies where every kid is very much a cliche type of some kind, just like, and God, there's one kid who, I mean, he keeps trying to hit on this girl and then that plot just evaporates and goes nowhere, but he keeps dressing like a weird Michael Jackson knockoff mm-hmm. to be like hanging out in the woods and be like, oh, hey, I didn't expect you here. Just wearing the one sparkly glove and Jack, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing. It, it's, I, I gave this movie like 40 minutes. I'm, I'm watching it and I'm waiting for something and I gave it 40 minutes and then I was like, you know what? No, that nothing is going to happen here. And then I just let it play while I did other things and occasionally looked up at it. There, there's a point where they do the, the end of camp bullshit, which is called color wars, which come on guys. And it just seems like a very bad idea. Like how this ever became tradition. I don't know because they just, all the friends that you've made at this camp over the summer, you are now pitted against <laughs> in some sort of weird competition. Yeah, I, I don't. Did they ever? I don't think they really ever established like how you re- decided what team you were on. It was just some, some sort of weird, like arbitrary. You, like, like you woke up and there's a note under your pillow, and yeah, like, you're on the gray team. Yeah, something. I, I think they were the blue and the gray team. Which again, yeah, it's like, yes. is that the colors you really want to? That's exactly. Pit, yeah. pit again yeah. against each other. All well, right. and then like Adam Baldwin and Michael J. Fox are wearing you know Civil War jackets as mm-hmm. the leaders of each team, and it's just I don't know. It it's weird to see Michael J. Fox so close to Back to the Future in this, and yet not not doing anything that's remotely compelling. Yeah. It's just Michael J. Fox in a thing. Yeah. You know, it's I don't really have anything else to say about it. Yeah, I mean there were there were a couple things that made me kind of chuckle, but like nothing nothing great about it. There, there's seriously, there's no. There's no plot. There's no anything. There's no through line. It's just, I mean, like the kid who writes ends up in this scheme where he's, you know, writing letters home to everybody and then that's found out and nothing comes from that. Right. Because the, the one kid that is keeps dressing up like Michael Jackson is thinks he's like some sort of mover and shaker and he's like, yeah, basically like, hey, pay me your PX tickets for getting candy and shit and then I'll do this and then like he's getting giving them back to other people. It's weird. Like, he's just like, yeah, like, Gord- and he's Gordon geckoing this bullshit camp. Yeah. He's written badly, too. He's right. written like an adult. Like, he keeps saying th- things that no kid would ever say and right. having these weird introspective moments of self-realization. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. dude, they, you're they, a child. They keep like flirting and skirting around these like the characters being more interesting, especially the yeah. kids, because I mean, they're given the kids are the majority of the movie. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they, they they like feel like they 
are almost like trying to go to like a stand by me level of like these are interesting characters, but yeah. then it's not at all. Yeah. Like, get, it, I mean, it, it turns they get to this thing like where the, the trouble kid who keeps running away is he, he finally kind of learns how to swim. But because his friends have been turned against him, they make him fuck up and he runs away. And the whole camp is like, we got to save our friend, which is kind of like this nice moment of kids not being assholes. But mm-hmm. also it's just like, why do you give a shit about that kid? That kid never want anything to do with you. He just wanted to run away. So, yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it skirts so close to, like, actually having a point, but it just never really quite gets there. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've it, seen TV movies that are better than this. This just seems like t- total time filler. It yeah. was just, how do we how do we fill this block of time? Well, if you do want to look at something interesting, the guy that directed this, mm-hmm. all he ever did was TV shows and TV movies. I, yeah, I noticed never that. Never once. <laughs> like, 250 credits never once made anything outside of, like, television. Yeah. And you wonder, like, if he was cool with that or if it was just like, man, if I could just get a break and do something real. <laughs> I, it, it, like I said, it's just it's kind of fascinating. Like, I was like, wow, like, just nothing yeah. that was like a feature, like in, in any capacity. Like, you just started in television and finished in television. OK, yeah, yeah. just occasionally TV episodes, but mostly TV movies. Like, yeah. he just probably became that guy who could get it done. Probably. Yeah. And just got stuck. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. can you make a movie in four days? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's a camp crown. Here are the two biggest stars on NBC. Go. Um, the writer of this is kind of the Arthur Digby sellers of the Saved by the Bell universe. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That, wow. <laughs> so he wrote the bulk of, this, of, the, of the show. Well, he, he came in and did some of regular Saved by the Bell, but he went on to create... Saved by the Bell, the new class, mm. which there's a show that ran for seven years and no one ever fucking talks about. Like, I don't know anyone on that show. I've never seen anyone post like a screen. Gra- oh, man. Remember this when this. Oh, I, I know one person on the show. Screech. Oh, well, I, <laughs> <laughs> Screech had nothing else to I'm do. I'm just saying, I think he followed every single spinoff sure. there was. It was just like Worf when it was just like, <laughs> I got nothing to do. You get another Star Trek show. Put me on it. Um, but yeah, so. You know, that's your pedigree right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a guy who never left TV and the creator of Saved by the Bell, the new class. So, mm. yeah. So that's Poison Ivy. Uh, it It's boring and it sucks, kind of. Uh, I gave it three bags because I just just didn't care. I mean, I don't I'm not mad at it, but it just it, it was aggressively wasting my time. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just give it a single bag. Like it just it's like hey, don't bother. Yeah. Like, but I don't I don't hold any ill will towards it yeah. at all. And, you know, maybe we'll get to it at some point, but until then, I'm going to recommend High School USA. I, that That's like these two people, but also one of those where it's like 80 people who are working in television. It's one of those where everyone is somebody. It's like Todd Bridges is in this and Dana Flato is in this. It's just everybody is one of those TV people where they, you know, it was like the Battle of the Network Stars of the 80s, which was just put them all in a movie together. So great. Yeah. So let's talk about a much better movie. Okay. Let's talk about 1970s Piranha. Uh, it's a, it's a Roger Corman joint directed by Joe Dante. Yeah. Practically his first movie. Yeah, pretty much. Smaller movies, but this is, this is a real movie. Yeah. This is the one that most people consider his first movie. I think he made a couple other little things. Yeah. I think, uh, Hollywood Boulevard was a thing, which was kind of a clip thing and something else, but he, he'd been toiling around the, the Corman thing for a while. And man, it's incredible when you look like at the, the, the crew of this thing, how many big time, 
people were in some way associated with well, this. Well, it's written by John Sayles. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I, that, yeah. <laughs> who went on to be a writer-director in his own right, right? Yes. Like Eight Men Out and mm-hmm. a bunch of other things. So. Yep. Um, but like the effects people, you know, yeah, Rob Bottin and... Um, Bill Tippett, I believe. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yep. Uh, Chris Wallace, just a bunch of people who went on to just do awesome, awesome things. Right. Um, Which, I mean, you know, I'll go ahead and get it out of the way. We've said it on Bamfcast Prime mm-hmm. plenty of times, but mm-hmm. this is fucking why we hate the asylum. Yeah. Because, like, shit like this, it was like, hey, I'm going to make this shit-tastic movie. I might as well make a bunch of hungry people that really want to be directors and or whatever else yep. and give them a chance as a practice run. Yes. And that's what Roger Corman did. Mm-hmm. and. Asylum is just like, ah, eh, we got a stable four people that shit out these movies that they don't care about, nobody else cares about, but maybe we'll fool you into watching them. Yeah. So fuck them. Fuck yeah. this whole thing. <laughs> we need a Roger Corman. We yeah. Need, we need to train the next generation of great filmmakers. Because one, like, uh, okay, so like there were just so many talented people just working behind the scenes and, and doing a bunch of, and waiting for their break and mm-hmm. just, tr- just trying so hard to do the best that they could for whatever reason. But in addition to that, you've also got like this stable of actors who would always work in Roger Corman movies and they're accomplished actors. They they are very good at what they do. And they like every time these people show up in a movie, I'm always like, oh, good. This is OK. This character is going to be awesome. And um, so you've got a bunch of that in here, too. But so let's just go back to the beginning here. Most people will dismiss Piranha as a Jaws knockoff. Mm-hmm. It, it's. Nature it, run amok. It knows this. Yeah, it totally does. But I don't, I don't see it as that as much as other movies around this time of killer animals that mm-hmm. I've seen. It's not as blatant as like Orca and no. things like that, where it's just like. I mean, the only coincidental thing is that it's water based. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of it, because th- I mean, this movie goes for it, and especially within like the first fifteen minutes or so, where it's establishing this world. Um, the the thing that kind of kicks everything in motion is these two kids like break into this <laughs> facility and are just like oh sweet a pool let's get in it despite there being like it chained off and all these machines around it and everything it's like guys no what are- and also there's like I mean if I ever saw a pool and it had any sort of like divider nets yeah I'd be like no I, yeah no I'm pretty sure I don't need to want to want to get in there yeah. So probably something up with that. Yeah. And as they're like jumping in, they're like, this is probably sewage treatment. I'm like, why are you jumping into that? Um, but yeah, they are uh, quickly dispatched. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we meet our, our main female character who is a skip tracer. And she's she's looking for the for the missing people. Mm-hmm. And she uh, she's not there long. I mean, like she she. This is kind of a, okay. So this is in Texas. It's kind of a rural area in mm-hmm. Texas. It's kind of hilly and mountainous, and you know it's not easily accessible. Um, and she goes to uh, visit this dude who lives. Well, there. before that, like the, the things that I appreciate about this movie mm-hmm. is um, you get the cold open, which is very much a da- Jaws. Like I said, sure. it's at night, and yeah. it's like you know, sexy swim. Yeah, and, sexy swim. You know, skinny dipping, all that stuff. Right. Um, but I, I things I I'm just talking about in order that I appreciate the the title mm-hmm. drops down and mm-hmm. becomes blood on the water, yep. which is nice. Um, followed through all you know, watching this credits with all these people that you recognize names mm-hmm. um, into the last two credits, which I believe is like producer and director. Um, it cuts over and that that character uh, Maggie is playing uh, the Jaws video game. Yes, and the last two credits are in the blue, uh, like LED or LCD, not LCD, but like you know tube television crt mm-hmm. font mm-hmm. and they like actually like go and like fade out like you would think that on a tv they were yeah. but it, it pulls back and she's playing the jaws game which she is, is. kind of like yeah we know 
we know we're making we're totally, a joke. Yeah, <laughs> this just worked out. We are aware of this. <laughs> yes, and yes, and then she gets on a plane mm-hmm. and you know goes and meets our main guy, Paul. Yeah. Paul, who, um, he's a dude who uh, basically got divorced mm-hmm. and was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go <laughs> live in a cabin and drink." Yep, <laughs> I'm going to carry a canteen around that has various liquors in it at any given point in time. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm. I'm not entirely sure that it's not all four liquors that the guy brings him, but it might, which be. would be disgusting <laughs> yes. if that's what he's drinking. I but think I it might I, be because she's offered to drink of it later and just is like, Oh dear God. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I believe it might be all four. Yeah. Because we, we, we see his lifestyle because this old, old dude drives up. Mm-hmm. Keenan Wynn. Um, and he, uh, is basically like, Hey, I'm here with your delivery and also look at my mangy hound dog here. Um, Check out my sweet dog. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> bourbon and gin and I don't know, something else. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. No, that wouldn't be the same thing. I don't know. But then the last one, he's like, tequila. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's like, all right, cool. Here's your money. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy just goes into town for him because like he just doesn't want to leave his cabin. Yeah. He's like, I sit I'm, here and drink. I'm out in my cabin. I don't want to leave. I just need to drink. Mm-hmm. And he, as a result, he's gotten a reputation in town of that guy who's drunk, which is going to play into right. things later. But, yeah, so, the, so this lady, Maggie, she shows up and she's like, you know, he she comes to the door and he's like did my ex-wife send you (laughs) she's like no i'm trying to find these people and he's like ah and she just kind of takes him along like he never really seems to agree to anything no the very last thing he said is like he's like no way in hell i'm going with you and then it cut to a shot of in the jeep and he's in the jeep yeah and 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 from then on he's along for the ride and and yeah there's one funny line where she's just like oh i feel like i'm wasting my time he's like no you're wasting mine (laughs) (laughs) yes but yeah so they just uh you know it's it's just they go pretty much immediately to this facility. Yeah, because he's asking, like, or she was asking him, like, what are places around here? And he's yeah. like, there's there's nothing. There's an old military facility. There's a dam, blah, 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 and some camps. Yeah, because he's basically saying, like, well, if they drown, they're going to be the other end of the river. You're starting in the wrong place. Right. Um, but, yeah, so they, they go to this place and just, you know, cut the chains off the, the gates and go through. And he's just like, oh, lady, what are you doing? Um, and they get to the, the water, or they... Well, she looks in the water and is like, well, if they're in there, like, you know, I wonder if we can pull the plug on it. So they go, yeah. they make their way inside because there's nobody around. Right. Um, now, earlier after the kids drowned, like the light came on and somebody came out. We didn't really see who. Yes. But um, there is somebody here, mm-hmm. um, which is even more evident because as they go in and they're looking for the off switch to drain this, uh, they keep calling it a pond, but, it, you know, it's basically like a pool. It's a pool. Yeah. Um, they're like going through a lab, which is like the first thing they find is like a live rabbit in a cage and a cup of coffee. And it's like. Yeah, I think there might be somebody by here. Like rabbit, rabbit wouldn't last very long. Yeah. in a cage without somebody feeding it. Yeah, it takes her going over to the cup and picking it up and going, hmm, still warm. Someone might be here. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then about a week, that rabbit be dead in a cage. I mean, this is yeah, insane. This thing is not abandoned. Yeah. Um, um, I so then, what's then they find the jar of formaldehyde stuff in formaldehyde room. Yeah, which is so. There's clearly some experimentation happening here. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a cool, like, so at one point there's a stop motion creature Mm -hmm. that's kind of hiding behind things and it never really interacts with anybody, but it's always present in the room. And like, I'd seen this movie before, but getting to the scene again, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't remember any of this. Like, Mm -hmm. they are fucking going for it. And they get to like a tank that has like this, this worm monster in it, which is clearly just a hand puppet in a tank, but it's still this cool thing that they kind of go over to and go, huh, that's weird. But no, this is clearly a monster of some kind mm-hmm. in a tank. And they're just like, well, that's... And eh. the stop motion thing is essentially a piranha with legs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is running around loose for some strange reason. Yeah, um, just it's free. But, yeah. but it, it doesn't seem to be, it never comes into play. Particularly aggressive, yeah. No. Uh, but eventually they're kind of startled and, and, and attacked by a dude. Well, because they, they are, oh, there's the off switch. And, yeah. and Guy again is like, are you sure you want to do that? And she's like, shut up, I'm pulling the switch. I'm totally just draining and this as, thing. And as soon as she hits the switch to like, you know, start the drainage thing, that's when um, Kevin McCarthy comes out. Yep. And it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Man, yeah. just think about what you want from Kevin McCarthy. He's doing it. <laughs> He's yeah. doing exactly what you want him to do. Um, but yeah, they, they and they fucking beat him senseless to get him to stop attacking them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because again, it's another case of like use your damn words and mm-hmm. like shut that. You know, don't attack somebody. Just say turn that off. Yeah. You're gonna you're, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but no, it's what are you doing? And <laughs> I'm gonna fight you with a boat hook or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yes, they drain the pond and knock him out and tie him up and mm-hmm. um. They they go out and they they look at the the now empty pool mm-hmm. and there's a there's a grate over the the drain and there's a skeleton on it. <laughs> And they're like, well, this seems, this is probably not good. And, and you know, Paul's like, ah, it looks like a dog. And they're like, yeah, they, they didn't, if they died in here, they didn't go through the grate. Yeah, so, not in one piece anyway. Yeah. So then they're just like, they're kind of standing there like, what do, well, where, what do we do next? And mm-hmm. um, maybe we should go ask him. And then you hear like, <laughs> and he basically steals their Jeep and takes off. But and, he's still like, knock the fuck out. So he's like, makes it like. Uh, 500 yards down the road before he yeah. passes out and you know flip the flips the jeep over essentially mm-hmm. man and when that jeep takes off the look on paul's face where he's just like jesus oh well she goes because she goes i think i might have left the keys in it and he just looks at her like gee you think like, it's a really good like yeah it's, he has no business in i mean like he has nothing to do with any of this for the longest time it's just like he there's no reason for him to be involved in this but yeah, they eventually catch up to to the doctor who's crashed the Jeep, and uh, they tie him up again. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul's basically like, I got this raft. Uh, when my kid was up here, uh, we, we, you know, we, I read her Huck fan, and then we built this raft. It's a, it's a real-ass raft. It's we, Yeah, they managed to get him back to, like, his place, but yeah. they're like, anywhere else is, like, way too far without a Jeep. You know, we yeah. can't bring him. So he was like, yeah, we, we got this Huck Finn raft I made with, you know, no nails or anything, just lashings. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know. Tied that, together, and they're like, let's take off. So, did they get the information out of him when he was tied up in the cabin? I don't think and so. And that's why they went and got on the raft? Uh, maybe. I think no, maybe it must be not, because like, they're still putting their hands in the water and stuff when they get on the raft, and yeah. he snaps at him. I um, think, well, he's like kind of waking in and out of like consciousness, and he's okay. just like, raise your teeth or something like that. Like, what the <laughs> hell's wrong with this guy? <laughs> right. And, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they they throw him on the raft, and they're like, let's, let's go take off and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they... You know, they start going down this river, and eventually he kind of wakes up. And yeah, because she's uh, dangling her hand in the water. He's, he's like, like, no! Yeah, get your hand out of the water. We made piranha. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, man, it goes into this, the army wanted us to make these things to unleash in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And then, God damn it, the war ended, and we were like, well, what do we do? And they were just like, I don't know, keep making them. <laughs> so like, well, I've, you know, I... I had free funding. I didn't have to chase funding. You yeah. know, like I'm a scientist. That's the best thing ever. This is what we do. Yeah. I can't help what they're being used for. And you let them out. And she's like, well, I didn't. It's like, yeah, you totally did. Mm-hmm. You're the reason for everything that's going to happen in the rest of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, and it cuts away. They're uh, like, well, we have we have two victims before they come across them because mm-hmm. uh, we cut back to Jack. 
you know, <laughs> drunk on the dock, dangling his feet in the water with his hound dog. and He's trying to talk to his dog. Well, he is talking to his dog and telling him a story about yeah. how he had another dog that <laughs> got his tail run over by a Let me tell trolley you car. A better dog. <laughs> yeah. And he got his legs fell asleep in the street. Yeah, he got his tail cut off by a trolley car. He startled and turned around real fast and he chopped his head off, too. And he said, that's what... It kind of, like it's about losing your head over a little piece of tail. <laughs> ha, ha, ah, you, you get it, dog. You get it, dog. <laughs> yeah. You know, about that time, the uh, the piranha show up to eat his feet. They do. They eat them right off. Yeah, and Man. lots of screaming, and you know mm-hmm. that's the end, you know cut away. Yeah. Um, so they roll up uh, like the dogs barking. They roll up on his place. Like, hey, that's yeah, that's the dog. I've never Connie heard him. Or they, yeah. This weird normal name this dog has. I've never heard him bark before. And they roll up and basically see like, oh, well, he crawled up he, half the hill. Yeah, and died. Yeah, blood loss. I'll I'll get a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Which they don't seem to like. It seems like this is not necessarily the point where they're like, oh, there's obviously piranha here, but. I guess they kind of are. They just don't seem like they have the urgency yet. There is no urgency yet. It's yeah. like, oh, this is a terrible thing that has happened. Uh, well, let's just keep going. Yeah, let's bury this guy. Um, um, we see some other victims, which is a, a dad and his kid out fishing in a canoe. Yeah. And he's like got his uh, fishing net stuck and is like trying to wrestle it and, you know, with his hands in the water, mm-hmm. which, of course, the piranha come up and, you know. Yes. You know, eat his arm and he... He falls in and... Yeah, knocks the boat over and, um, you know... Poor little Tyler is stuck on top of the kid, on, on top of the, you know, other of the, the boat. Of the canoe. I'm, I'm calling him that because his dad was obviously to be canoe. <laughs> Tyler, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, if you paid attention to history, that's pretty funny. It's a good uh, joke. <laughs> um, um, but, but yeah, so that kid is like stuck on top of a, of a capsized yeah. canoe and they happen along him, too. Yeah, and it's at this point that the the good doctor decides. For- well, he you know he's told the whole story and everything, and mm-hmm. like you know, like, he's like, "Are you blaming me? Like you're the ones that let him out, and you're really blaming me?" Yeah. And he sees this kid like in the canoe is sinking, and you know, mm-hmm. and so he just jumps in the water and starts swimming towards the kid, to which they're yelling like, "Don't do it!" Yeah. And the prana eat him. Of course they do, and yeah. he kind of hands across America's the kid over to the <laughs> to the raft. Mm-hmm. So and sacrifices himself there was probably an easier way to do this they, they could have well, just waited until the raft got there <laughs> yeah yeah but he i guess didn't. they didn't have kevin mccarthy for any longer than this so but they did he sort of bring him up on the boat he i mean he's pretty much dead he's, yeah. he's ed up but they threw him on the raft anyway yeah kept on going yep um so what they're what they're attempting to do is they're trying to get to the dam mm-hmm. because below the dam is a summer camp mm-hmm. which there's our tie-in for this and also uh, a resort mm-hmm and like a resort that's about to open. Yes. Yeah. And so the the dam is like cycled every so often. And so as of right now, they're confined to this part. But if the dam opens up, then it's going to, you know, unleash these things down towards the summer camp in this mm-hmm. resort. That can't happen. Right. So and his daughter happens to be at the summer camp. Right. So yeah. now he has a vested interest in this. Mm-hmm. They've also established, you know, albeit semi cleverly, mm-hmm. because like when she's kind of wandering around the cabin looking at things. He picks up a, do- a picture of, of his daughter, mm-hmm. and um, then we saw a scene with her where she didn't want to go swimming in the river. Yeah, she was freaked out by the river for whatever reason. And, yep, you know. So it was like it was up to you to put it together that that was his daughter. Yes, um, there are there are numerous scenes at this camp. Uh, it is it's not a in any way a full blown camp movie, but mm-hmm. it does seem like it's it it's a very kind of believable camp in that there's probably only twenty kids there. 
and they're all very young mm-hmm. and there's just two female counselors and then the head counselor who's Paul Bartel who's mm-hmm. in fucking everything Roger Corman's ever done chopping malt and you know right. we've seen him a million times um and he's so good at this, as this you know oh, yeah. camp director this is like the first scene he shows up in it's like man I can't wait to see him get et mm-hmm. by some piranhas yep you're like man fuck this guy mm-hmm. and and we'll get to what happens but right. so so they're hauling ass towards the dam to try to stop it before you know anything happens yeah. before they open it up. Yeah. Um, and then the Prana basically decide, hey, we're smart, and we're going to start eating the lashings that are holding this raft together. Well, because uh, Kevin McCarthy is just bleeding all over the place, and the right. blood's just flowing through the water, and the right. Prana are like, sweet, there's food up there, let's get it. Um, so yeah, they're, they're just eating through the ropes, and they're just kind of like, shit, what do we do? And they're just poking at him and <laughs> trying to knock him away. Mm-hmm. And eventually they're just like, you know what, we got to ditch this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's kind of what they do. They just yeah. push him in. And yeah, they ditch dead Kevin McCarthy and then like end up like getting to shore and like just three <laughs> logs remaining and then they all leap to shore and they're like, hooray, we're safe. Yeah. And but, then they're like, fuck, we got to run yeah, to the dam. <laughs> he's like, oh shit, the dam opens up in like 20 minutes yep. and we're still like two miles away. So this is this is now. So Paul is running full speed, drunk ass full speed to get to this dam, like through terrain and everything. Mm-hmm. And they keep cutting back and forth to this dude at the dam who's, you know, up oh, time to open the dam. And is just kind of getting distracted by little things and not doing it in a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. But like the the tension of this back and forth. I mean, for what this movie is, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, Paul gets there last minute. Like, no, no, <laughs> whatever you do, don't <laughs> open the dam. Yeah, and surprisingly, they don't. Yeah, um, which now it's like time to call in the military because like this has been stopped. Yeah, you know, where you're at a government facility yep. and. Yeah, we've got to report this, which is like, hut, 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 here comes all the military and guys. military, man, they show up quick. Yeah. Um, they bring in, like, Colonel Dude, and they bring in, like, Dr. Lady, um, who's Barbara Steele. <laughs> Barbara Steele. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, yeah, like... And they are weird, shifty-eyed, like, oh, what is with you people? But mm-hmm. they're kind of like, well, you know, we we shut the dam, we'll, we'll just take care of this. And then Paul's like, guys, check out this map. Mm-hmm. You see this back there? There's <laughs> there's a stream yeah. that goes if they, straight if they swim, down there. Swim upstream, they basically can go around this. Y- yeah, and they're and, like, and they're like, they're fish. They're not going to figure that out. We're just like, going to poison them right here. And, yeah, and, but like, and and they're like, look, first of all, I mean, first of all, they were like, I don't know if we believe that you that these things are out, and they take like this half of a cow and tie it to a rope and throw it out there and pull it back, and it's just bone. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> you guys are right. So here's what we're going to do. Um, so in addition to the summer camp that's down there, there's this, I guess at the time it would have been okay, but it just seems cheap as fuck looking at it now. It's this kind of Riverside Lake resort that's being opened by Dick Miller, mm-hmm. Bamcast alum, and guy who's in every, every Roger Joe, Well, every Joe Dante thing, too. Yes, absolutely. And man, he is, this is just peak Dick Miller of him just being a shit. Just a slicky boy salesman, just like, I'm not listening to anything. We got to open this. We got to, you know, make money, make money. We got to do this. Um, he is aware of the issue in strange ways because it, it seems like he's auto, like when people start calling him and letting him know that this could happen, he's like, I don't want to hear anything about it. it. It'll be taken care of. It's no big deal, blah, blah, blah. Um, so anyway, that that's another thing that's happening. That's where the, like the bulk of the people in this movie are. It's just this jam packed. It's like free weekend, you know. Come in, we're having a barbecue and everything, and just hang out and do all sorts of things. And there's you know water skiers and boat jumpers and all sorts of crazy stunt shit going on. <laughs> 
yeah, the, the fish get around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just totally do. Um, so they 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 keep journeying down to you know to get to the the camp and to the um, to the resort. Well, so the camp is first on the list. Mm-hmm. It the camp is higher <laughs> in the water flow than than the resort, and this is like the big swimming relay race thing. And like you know the piranha in the water, and the kids get in the water, <laughs> and it just becomes fucking World War II bloodbath going on. <laughs> these, <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, "They're not gonna fuck up these kids, are they? They fuck up some kids, man." <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> this is fucking tragedy happens. It's like when you know when like drunk teenagers and and fucking water skiers and shit when that happened, you're just like, ah, who cares? They're stupid. But like. Kids are supposed to represent this kind of like total innocence and anything that happens to a kid. It's like you don't kill kids in horror movies. Mm-hmm. It just rarely ever happens. Uh, no, man. Kids get fucking wrecked. And I don't to any of the kids actually die. At though. least one does. Okay. Because so they, they've called, I mean, because the thing is, like the way this is filmed, is it's also like absolute chaos. Y- yes. Because like it's a lot of like uh, barely underwater shots. You know, they don't have a lot of money to actually do the piranha any kind of justice so they just have like you know rubber piranha things they're just going ah, 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 you know at the kids with yep. um so like all the it, it's filmed chaotically on purpose to yep. hide everything yes um but so like uh paul has called the camp director like the night before mm-hmm. and tried to get his attention and the guy was just like you're drunk you're that drunk guy your kids here the kids fine but your kids weird too shut up mm-hmm. so He's been informed, and there is this shot, like, during the race where you you see him start to realize that shit got real, and it it's, I mean, it, there's not a lot of dialogue in this scene, but it's all just conveyed with facial expressions and stuff like that, but there's a shot at the end of this carnage where he is just, Paul Bartel is just sitting on the beach, and there's a uh, uh, a dead kid in front of him with a blanket draped over him and he is just fucking devastated and it, d- movies just don't have that kind of impact they they don't do like a mo- like shit got real yeah it's always just like haha all the stupid people are dying it's fun this is this is legit mm-hmm. like this is like okay man you got to fucking murder these piranha like I don't care what you do, movie. <laughs> yeah, well, there was also prior to that, like, he was actually, like, in the waist high, like, shallow into mm-hmm. the water watching all of this. Yeah. And starts to, like, hear the kids screaming and not just, like, squealing. Mm-hmm. And sees, like, the red in the blood, water and everything. And he, he starts to, like, look out in horror. And that's when, like, a piranha comes, like, flying up out of the out of the water and, like, bites him, like, in the forehead. Yeah. You know, so, like, yeah. There's... Yeah, there's blood pouring out of his face. Mm-hmm. But he's still like trying to rescue kids. So yes. he kind of sort of redeems his ass. Yeah. In, in another movie like that, he that character would have run away yeah. and he would have been like, man, fuck that guy. And then eaten by the, you know, the land leg piranha <laughs> guy who would have shown back up the stop motion animation. one. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> yeah, no. So but luckily, like Paul's kid was firmly like, I'm not getting in the water mm-hmm. and then almost has. Well, OK, so the kid was like, I'm not getting in the water. And then when shit starts going down, she goes into fucking rescue mode. Like yeah. she tries to push a canoe in and realizes she's not strong enough and then goes, gets a, a raft to try and save the the two female counselors who are stuck out there on an inner tube. Mm-hmm. That's another thing, too. Usually you just have a, a cowardly kid hide. This kid just. Man, it just like flips a switch in her to where she's just like, I have to save these people. Uh, and she's a little kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, a tiny kid. 
Um, Doesn't save one of the counselors. No, and that's kind of a cool shot, too, where they just kind of pull this lady back to where she just kind of disappears in the murkiness. And mm -hmm. There's some awesome shit going on in this movie. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's really well done. So, But that kind of that ends our summer camp. Right. portion of the movie. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of scenes back and forth where they just go to the camp and the kids are, you right. know, sad or whatever. But yeah, there, like there's, there's a lot of character establishment in this movie. Yeah, because the two counselors were going to go swimming at night the night before mm -hmm. and probably get gotten eaten then. Yes. But, you know. But Paul Bartel came down and said, I heard some kids down here. Did you see them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were down here looking for the kids. Ah, you guys are good. Yeah. So uh, the, the characters are all surprisingly fleshed out for one of these things. Mm -hmm. So... Now, clearly, they're heading towards the, the resort, and it starts with, you see, like, a water skier, and it's just one of those situations where no matter what the water skier is trying to convey to the people driving the boat, the people in the boat are just thinking, like, haha, let's fuck with him. <laughs> Doesn't matter, because they, they whip by at one point, and they just see, like, he sees, like, carnage, like, mm -hmm. there's just some person has been eaten. Was it the scuba divers that he finds? Dead. Yeah, might have, yeah, yeah there was like been. some random scuba divers that got eaten too. Yeah, he he sees a couple Which of. I, I believe if you look in the credits, the scuba divers were uh, Joe Dante, Phil Tippett, and somebody else. Like, probably, yeah, they didn't have anybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they were underwater doing most of the effects, so right. they were probably they were the only ones certified. Um, but yeah, so he sees that and is just waving at them like, "Hey, stop!" And they're like, "What? Go faster? Okay. Oh, you crisscross applesauce? Fine, you know." And this just leads to this this weird like. Hot Wheels stunt spectacular of nonsense that happens where well yes because also <laughs> although what yeah, the no, one guy is doing I don't know now yeah, hold up because like we, we we skipped an entire subplot because there is a point where um Paul Paul and Maggie get arrested <laughs> oh god yeah like, like okay yes yes there are not they like they get arrested um they're because they're driving the uh they they, they steal they, a military they, jeep yeah, that's right they do a whole thing where they escape from military camp by. Flashing somebody's breast to a to a soldier. <laughs> yes, I'm just saying. Like, and I believe it, the soldier was John Sales. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just saying. Like, it's obviously not her because no, it's, like, it's, it's a weird it, yeah. cutaway to where you don't see a head. Yeah, boobs. <laughs> um, but so they're driving this army jeep around and trying to trying to do things, and then they get pulled over and basically hauled into jail because yeah. he's like piranhas and thing, and he's like, "Why have you're probably drunk? Just come to jail." <laughs> <laughs> like, so they lock him into jail, like leave him there overnight, and like he's this is where he tries to make the phone call, I think, to yeah. warn the counselor or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, so there's a whole convoluted thing where they escape from jail by she breaks a toilet and grabs her bed sheets and like knocks the wild like uh the pipes out of the sink so there's mm -hmm. water all over the floor and they she takes a porcelain lid off the toilet breaks it wraps it up in this sheet and it's just like it hey conks the sheriff <laughs> on the head when he comes in yeah but like i don't understand this except that it's it's funny it's just, it's one of those things that it's funny so you have to let it go yeah but she's trying to get the keys off and she's like they're chained to his pants and, and dude's like Take well, then take his, take his pants off. <laughs> and then, like, there's a line as she's doing it where he's like, I can't believe you're not any faster at taking a guy's <laughs> pants off than this. <laughs> but yeah. So eventually she has the pants and the keys, gets out of the, the jail cell, uh, lets him out. They take a squad car. Yeah. And holy fuck. And the second that he has the squad car, he's like, I don't give a shit about this car. <laughs> Because I know some of the shots are sped up. Yeah. But like a couple aren't. <laughs> whoever is driving this car is driving this car like a bat out of hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is smoking the bandit level. Yeah. Just chaotic driving. Just holy shit. Like, I mean, every hill is just like, like yeah. launch this cop car over it anyway. So, yeah, that has started the stunts because because they were like, we got to get there faster. And they do this thing right. where they're trying to pull around a slow car and then they weave all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, stunts are happening. Right. So. <laughs> 
we've you know you've gotten ramped up to the point like the, the, he's driving this squad car like a crazy person. Yeah. Then you have scuba diver, basically is like ah, it like crashes into another person's. Oh no, that no, I'm sorry. The rope basically threatens to decapitate this other boater. Yeah. Um. Then. Well, another boat like launches into that or something. There's okay, so this boat that's just hanging out in the middle of the lake mm-hmm. appears to just be pouring gasoline all over his boat. Just like, fuck man, fuck this. I'm gonna commit suicide and watch and so you're like, what is that guy doing? And then that's when he's also almost decapitated by the the rope that comes by. And then this other boat is just like, fuck it, I'm going long, and just hits this other boat while that boat fucking explodes and <laughs> this boat jumps through this <laughs> fire explosion through it and you're just like what the fuck just like <laughs> well that one guy was a Tibetan monk <laughs> he was protesting ah <laughs> uh, uh, yeah yeah yes okay <laughs> Okay, f- I'm I'm fine with the stunt spectacular. Sure. I don't have any problem with it, but it it means absolutely no, fuck it, all. It it's, really doesn't. It's not like it draws the piranha over to it or anything. Nope. It's just like, hey, that happened. That's weird. Uh, and oh yeah, by the way, the piranha are now here, so they're just gonna start eating everyone. So <laughs> they've been trying to call Dick Miller and tell him what's going on, and he's having none of it. And it's so there, there starts to be some chaos, and his Weasley assistant comes over to him and is like. Dick Miller's on the phone trying to secure funding for something. He's just like, he's trying to make deals. And his assistant comes over. He's like, sir, this is very important. I have to talk to you. And he's like, ah, God damn it. What? He's like, <laughs> he's like, sir, the piranha. And he's like, I told you, don't say piranha. Don't say the word to me. What about them? And he's like, they're eating the guests, sir. <laughs> sir, they're eating the guests. <laughs> it's just so matter of fact. It's just, and that just leads to, just nonstop chaos happening. Just like everyone in the water is just being mauled. And this goes on and on and on. Just people are getting fucking wrecked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> the resort, there's this one shot. It's, it's this dolly shot through the crowd of Dick Miller. After this has happened of just, it's like walking the beach at Normandy <laughs> where he is just stumbling through this carnage of, Oh my God, what have I done? But you know, there's no, there's kind of no self realization there, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, man, just people just get eaten, just nonstop, just all these extras are just getting mauled. Finally, our people get there, and it's kind of too late. There's not a lot they can do at this point, and they're just like, it's been established earlier that Paul had worked at this smelting factory down at the very end of this lake, mm-hmm. and they've figured out they must have mixed these piranha with salmon to get them to function in this fresh water or whatever. Well, it was like, yeah, they could go between fresh and salt water. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, they're they're going downstream to spawn. So they're all going to be down there. So what we can do is just head down there and I'll blow it up. <laughs> and somehow that'll take care of all the piranha. It's never established that like they're all going to be there, but it's just assumed that they're all going to be there. Um, but they don't they don't blow it up when they get there. It's just like we're going to pollute the the lake we're just going to turn the yeah did he say he was going to blow it up i thought he was like we're just going to pollute the water and that'll kill them okay all. Yeah. maybe maybe that's what it was but yeah so they they get down there and he's just like his wonderful plan is like hey tie, tie this tow rope onto me count to 100 slowly yeah because that's how long i can hold my breath and if i'm not up just gun just it gun it which when you see like 
because the point is, is like he gets there and the control room is is, is underwater yeah. and everything. It's been it's been flooded. Yeah. Um. Presumably, I guess because of the dam being built. But, um. So so like he's been here when this was not flooded, mm-hmm. and he knows that there are several rooms deep. Mm-hmm. Like the plan of just like just yoink me out <laughs> after a hundred seconds seems. <laughs> Like a really bad one. It seems like a really bad plan. It yeah. turns out to be the best plan. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. <laughs> because, so he gets down there and, of course, has trouble turning the thing because it, you know, for whatever reason, rusted shut or whatever. But he, well, th- after he had to, like, bust through a window, which, like, yeah. again, like, I know it's just candy glass or whatever, but, like, I'm, like, from an actor's standpoint, like, he busts through this window in the water and then immediately puts his hand, like, right on the thing where yep. the, the broken glass was, like, that's, yeah, that's not a good plan. <laughs> like, yeah, you're underwater, but still glass cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, all right. Um, but he has to go like th- through like two rooms, yeah, and into this like big red, you know, turn this knob and everything will come on and kill yeah, the fish. It, it takes him a while. Uh, he kind of starts to get it going, but guess what? The piranha are here, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, "We're gonna eat you now." And so they just start wrecking him. And he finally gets this thing going to where I guess whatever pollutants are coming out full blast, but he's just getting fucking wrecked by Piranha. And mm-hmm. she gets to 100 and she's like, all right, let's go. And man, just yoinks him out of this building, like through glass underwater <laughs> to where <laughs> I, it's so strange that it's they kind of make you want to think like the, the, the music kind of swells like, hooray, this is a happy ending. When you see him again, <laughs> he's... He's never going to be all right. <laughs> he might be all right. I don't know. Because he's just laying on a gurney and they're trying to get him to drink water and he is just, ah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, he has successfully polluted the water and it's assumed that, well, the characters assume like, well, I guess we took care of it. And then someone's like, maybe what what would happen if they got out into the ocean? And then it's just like cut to ocean, <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they probably got out to the ocean. Well, and also they play the sound, like because there's yeah. a, there's a whole weird sound when mm-hmm. they swarm. That I don't know, sounds yeah. sort of like crickets and stuff. <laughs> it's it's a strange, it's a very distinctive sound. It's strange, but it's effective. Mm-hmm. Like whenever these things show up, it's just this. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, blah, 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 blah. indeed. Yes, you know how piranha sounds, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Or Portuguese, <laughs> but um, I mean, there there was a bit during the the resort carnage where like the the military people are are there because they're in cahoots with Dick Miller in some weird way, mm-hmm. and they get on like this this party barge thing where just everyone is getting trying to get on this thing to get out of the water, and the colonel is just a piece of fuck because like everyone is trying to get on, he's pushing them back in the water, like no, too heavy, get back in. And eventually someone just pulls his ass in and he gets his ass eaten, which is satisfying. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of an open ending, mm-hmm. really. It's like it's you're never quite sure. Did they succeed or not? And like I said, the main star is basically kind of wrecked. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But um, yeah, Piranha. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It's it's. It is a thing. It yeah, is, it is a movie. It is. Um, so not technically not what you would call a summer camp movie, but it does spend a lot of time at this camp and establishes these characters. And then the worst possible thing happens to the summer camp. So, you know, it, it's not really. But you don't get to know like any other kids. Like you got no. Paul Bartel, the two counselors yeah. and, and his his kid. Yeah. Like everyone there, else. is. Extras. There are other kids, but like. 
Yeah, they, they, they. I don't think they even have speaking lines other than squeal noise. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> that's probably probably right. Um, so yeah, technically not a summer camp movie, right. but a, a good chunk of it takes place at a, at a summer camp. Um, I love this movie. Okay, I love Piranha. I think that it is, it is a remarkable piece of low budget filmmaking that has so much talent behind the scenes that you just can't help but to love it. I think as low budget as the effects are, most of them are still strangely effective Mm -hmm. because they are so cropped and quick cutting and mostly relying on sound and reaction than the effects. Like there's one effect that they use where it's just it's like silhouettes, like cut out silhouettes moving through the water. That looks lame. Mm -hmm. But the actual little piranha models look pretty good. Um and there's a couple times where they, it's weird that they kind of catch the, the the piranhas looking into the camera, like doing this kind of take to the camera after they've murdered something that that would make me laugh like the two or three times it happened. But I I, I don't know. I, I like everything about this. I, I really dig it. I liked it the first time I saw it. I loved it the second time I saw it. Uh, I'm going to give it four jocks. I my only problem with I think in the last third when this becomes all chaos and no like the story kind of stops and it's like all the characters that have been in this are kind of just thrown aside right and everything's so vague at the end you're like well so you polluted this entire body of water like all of the all of the economy around this body of water is just fucked now I mean I don't know I, I think probably in the script they were like let's blow up this thing and then they were like well, we blew up that boat. We can't. We can't blow up anything else. So just turn on the milk machine underwater and let the pollutants come out, and that'll do it. Um, but yeah, I, I really love this movie. So yeah, um, I think I'll give it three jocks. Okay. Um, it's weird because I, I'm super thankful for this movie in so much that it seems like Joe Dante learned a lot. That I'm glad that this movie existed so that you've got this kind of broken third act that he was able to fix it for something like gremlins mm-hmm. because it's the similar kind of idea. Yeah. Uh, and, and yet that pulls it all together so much better in the third act. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's just, it's kind of nice to have these quasi throwaway movies like this that are, you know, you can you know work out the kinks and in, in whatever archetype of storytelling you're going to do. Yeah. Um, so this one's, I feel this one probably more than any other is like, wow, thank you for making this movie so that you can make gremlins as good as you did. Yep. Um, because yeah, I mean, once this movie is like, we accept that piranhas exist. I mean, it's just like, it feels like it goes really fast except for the, the weird kind of captured aspects of our two main characters. Like first it's by the military and then the second by the police. And, and we didn't really get into like, there's a whole backstory between Barbara Steele and like, she knew, uh, you know, the, the original doctor and, you yeah. know, all this stuff. So she's like, oh, fish biology is a small field. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We might have been lovers. We might have spawned together. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So. I gave birth to these fish. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like a case could be made that there is a deeper meaning to a lot of the things that are happening in this movie mm-hmm. um, based on the time period that it was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, yeah, you have this kind of distrust of the government based on, you know, falling out of Vietnam yep. and the energy crisis and pollution was starting to be recognized as a thing. Mm-hmm. Like small town was like realizing like, Hey, that plant over there is really fucking up our water <laughs> supply. So yes. I feel like there's a lot that could be like 
you know interpreted on this is like like the military industrial complex is mm-hmm. ruining our nature and you know we got to have this mountain man and skip tracer go yeah. save the day yeah um so yeah does it say it all i don't know i mean maybe in its own little low budget way but it, it is still interesting that you could you could examine it in that way mm-hmm. so yeah, I feel I, there's probably a, definitely an undercurrent of that. But when you listen to, like the story of the making of this movie, it was just like, we've got three weeks. Go. Right. Just fucking go. And that to me makes this even more impressive that something shot so fast and so cheap turns out to appear to be of such high quality in terms of technique and storytelling mm-hmm. and just filmmaking. I, I, I was just constantly impressed by shots and pacing and the you give a shit about the characters. Like I was totally into like, why is Paul sad? Like, what's the deal with you, sir? Like, why are you committed to just drinking alone in a cabin for the rest of your life? Right. You get dragged out on this adventure. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, it, you don't spend much time with the, like the, uh, Keenan Wynn character, but like when, when he dies, you feel bad. It's mm-hmm. like, oh shit, man, that guy was all right. And he has a, a cool dog. <laughs> Which they left behind. Yeah, they don't. Well, you can't bring that dog on the raft. The, do- the dog at some point would just jump in the water. But I I just, I'm sorry. I notice little things like that in the movie. I'm like, I'm hoping somebody goes back and rescues that dog. It's well, just kind of sitting up there. We should make a a, se- a proper sequel okay. to where someone, <laughs> the, the adventure is to go back and rescue Piranha the Buddies. dog. Piranha <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I would totally watch Piranha Buddies. <laughs> You would be thrilled by, you would be like, oh man, <laughs> please eat Beetle. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, Buddy's Camp, where it's a actually a super secret sequel to Piranha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man-eating buddies everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the buddies are breeding. Well, yeah, like the, the Piranhas actually get like vampire-esque powers, <laughs> so they turn the, the buddies that we know and love into like a sort of Piranha golden retriever puppy hybrid things. Yeah. I, you know... Real quick, I just want to say, like, the sequel to this, obviously it has appeal because it's directed by James Cameron, but it is such hot garbage that no one ever needs to see it. But, like, the one thing I want to point out about it is that it's it, they do tie it to this movie by it's the, it's the same experiment that created these piranha. Mm-hmm. But then someone's like, hey, what if we make them fly? And you're like, what crazy fuck decided that? <laughs> I need to watch this movie now. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> As long as you stay out of the water, you're fine. Hey, let's put wings on him and just let him. It's like, what? Why? You can't control that. Are you crazy? Why don't you just put him in space, too? Then there's nowhere to go. But yeah. No, please don't watch Piranha 2. It's so bad. It's unbelievably bad. Okay. Not even bad in a fun way. It's just. It's. I still feel like I need to see it at okay. some point in my life. Well, I'm. it's out there. Okay. <sighs> anyway. This is, yeah, this was the first Piranha movie. I, I had not seen the. 90s remake I hadn't seen any of the okay well the, you never need to see the 90s remake. well I know I'm just saying I'm, I'm, of all the Piranha movies right. there's one in the 90s and then the two yeah. uh, later ones with, I, with boob jokes yeah I haven't seen the the second of the new ones but the first one is is all right okay it's all right <laughs> but yeah so yeah Piranha not necessarily a camp movie but kind of an awesome movie hmm. and of quality okay then so all right, so there's another two camp movies down. We're just cranking right through them. We're, we're approaching whatever the big event is at the end where we're going to compete. We're going to run or race or something. Yeah. We're getting there. Color it's, it's war. Color war. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't have a color war. Um, so 
thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. Uh, if you're listening on Patreon, thank you so much for your support. And if you're not listening on Patreon, you should go listen to us on Patreon. You should give us a dollar. And then you can hear this a month early. You'll know what we're talking about a month early. How cool is that? You could be one of the coolest people listening to our beta podcast, like before it's released <laughs> to the public. Yeah. <laughs> you can get your early access to us. But whatever. It's <laughs> either way that you're listening, we appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, if you want to talk about camp movies or have suggestions or want to tell us stories about going to summer camp, please write us at bmf at bmfcast.com. We will read your your stories or whatever on the show, and it's like another way of talking to us. We'll interact with you via your message, and that'll be fun for you and maybe fun for us. All right. <laughs> So, we will be back next week with two more camp movies, but until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra, out. Are you ready for the summer? Are you ready for the summer?